Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That novel is for you. Ah, you I thought maybe I had a tick. I like things to start and stop. I like to know when they start and I like to know when they All stop. All right, stand by. Ready? Start. All right. There we go. Thank you. Is that good? Welcome to the Yurko. Thank you. How are you feeling? I feel good. Your hair is kind of shaggy. <sighs> yeah, it's not. Uh, no, I was already overdue. And actually, it's funny. This is longer, I think, than it was during the, <laughs> during the shutdown shutdown. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just overdue because I just got busy and whatever. But then the the barber, young person, young lady who yes. cuts my hair and has for years now, her grandmother, like, got sick kind of suddenly. They thought it was a stroke, but it's like brain cancer. Not it's COVID. horrible. No, no, no. But uh, just it's bad. And so she, you know, the morning that I was supposed to get my hair cut, she just wrote me and said, hey, can you come a little later? I said, sure. And then it was, hey, can we reschedule? And I was like, sure. You know, I'll text you tonight. And so I... You know, a couple of times now I've been like, hey. Yeah. And so I finally just went back online because she books all of them online. Right. So I went back online. I was like, I'll just book an appointment. I'm not going to worry about, right. you know, kind of being fit in or whatever. Right. Well, the next one was, you know, another week out. So here I am, I'm two weeks past overdue. Uh, I was just going to point out to you, there's a lot of barbers out there hungry for uh, a nice big head of hair to cut like you have. First of all, great clips might be okay for you. Sure. It's not for me. Well, I mean, there's other, other she's great been, clips. She's been cutting my hair for forever. But she's not reliable. She knows what to do. She's not reliable. <clears throat> you know, uh, much like punctuality. Sorry. Punctuality is not required of a rock band. Reliability well, is not that important in a barber. Really? Eh. I'm, I'm going to put it up there like third. <laughs> I know, but you get your hair cut every three well, weeks no, whether I want, you need it or not. I, I mean, if I, if I made an appointment and she had a family emergency, it'd be fine. But after that, I mean, you know. You That's why I made, I made another appointment. Oh, I thought you said she didn't, she didn't respond. No, but I'm saying I just went online and just booked another appointment. Oh, okay. She didn't give you special preferential frank no. treatment. So I was a little, I was like, come on, man. Okay. I feel like I should have gotten a was little. Was that something. your Joe Biden imitation? Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> no, that would have been much louder. Oh, sassy. Okay. Come on, man. Oh, uh, well, he says that if you're, I know he does all the time. Yeah. It's like his, uh, it's kind of a tell almost. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know that he has no idea what's. Oh, I don't know about that. But I mean, he says, come on, man. I don't, I don't know what circumstances. Or maybe it's like an uh kind of a thing. Yeah. No, I think it's when he gets frustrated and doesn't know exactly, you know, like he can't quite. And I'm not saying 
it's because of his cognitive ability or anything like that. I'm just saying like, you know, like I get frustrated or I get annoyed he's always and said, I can't kind of put it together. He's always said that. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. he gets a little frustrated and he's like, come on, man. He says that in the, he said that in the eighties. Yeah. No, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Believe me. Yeah. Believe me. But yeah. No, so, but either way it wasn't, yeah. it was not a, it was not an impression. All right. What it, it was. Okay. But he's, he's been in the news a lot lately. So he has. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. No. And, and no, but no, that's not him. Well, Frank, you know, I went to Florida for, uh, Hey, that's right. From Friday to Tuesday. How was that? Best time to go to Florida when a hurricane's coming through. I didn't think about that. Hit the ground. It's funny. I got <laughs> off the plane and people were like, oh, uh, where are you going? I'm like, here, this is my destination. They're like, you know, there's a hurricane coming through. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> hurricane hunter. <laughs> like a tornado hunter. But I, uh, Me and my kids are going to drive to the center. Truth is, truth is, I didn't even know. Yeah. And I then my... Uh, and uh, my wife was already there. She's like, yeah, there's a hurricane coming. I was like, oh. And it rained. It was funny. It stayed. I think it turned into a tropical storm anyway. Yeah, it did, I heard it slowed down. Right? But it stayed off the coast. like. So nothing really happened. But it rained. Like you got a little rain, yeah. Yeah, the winds wind. got up to like 30. Because uh, we're staying at my in-laws. And he, my father-in-law wanted to make sure. He's like, if it gets up to a certain, you know, you got to pull the hurricane shot right, and all that. Right. So we watched it. But never. But th- I mean, thirties. For a sustained wind of thirty, that's that's pretty windy. Not really. No, it is. But I'm just saying. But it's not like crazy. No. I mean, that can happen around here. For it happens all the time. Yeah. You know, it's not that not that bad. So instead of uh, being out in the sunshine that's and all bummer. that, oh. I stayed inside and ate a lot. Uh oh. Dread. But I always do that. What? what trail busy. No, <laughs> no, I did. It, it, so here's a funny thing that I noticed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um. Every time, you know, I go to Florida at least once a year, sometimes twice a day. Right, Every right. time I bring my workout stuff and it's in a place in Florida where there's no F3 at all. It's like South Florida. Yeah. So, yet. yeah, yet. But anyway. Give Bing a minute. Right. So I never have actually done a workout down there. Once in a while, maybe one guy happens to be in the same place. Uh-huh. What's the name of the place? It's called Boynton Beach. Boynton Beach. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, I've gone and dedicated myself to to stay in shape in a sense like I work out every day. Uh-huh. In fact, I'd like mimic the workout I would do okay. here. Yep. Yep. You know, and uh but I would still gain five pounds. That's well. And a half an inch on my foot, but it's strange. So I was like I'd ran you know like one time I ran like 40 miles. Oh my course, gosh. Course of a week. <laughs> <laughs> and still. Yeah. So anyway, wow. I went down there, you know, five pounds yeah. and a half an inch on foot. It's weird though. I'd come back and I'd burn it right off the next week. Just cut back some KCALs, you know, and whatever. So let get me back ask to my routine. Yeah. I mean, is it because you're working out alone? I I don't have an answer. Yeah. I mean, as you're saying, this would happen. Yeah. So this, this time, you know, I brought my workout stuff, but I I never. Re- I think I maybe ran one time, like four miles, mm-hmm. and because uh, the rain, uh huh, gained five pounds and then <laughs> on my food. <laughs> There's something I'm paying like some kind of tax, FUPA tax when I go over the border there. And a lot of times my wife is when I'm down there, she's like, why are you working out? You work out every day. Why don't you just take a week off? I can't take a week off. I gain weight. Yeah. You know, I never tell her. I I gain weight anyway. anyway. Yeah. But truth is when I'm away from home like that downrange, I cannot control my queen. Ah. Eat a lot of snacks. Yeah. Especially if you're hanging around with folks and there's just because everybody else is there. And so everything is just kind of. Out. I always do good for one day. Yeah. 
and I get down there and uh, I don't have a scale. Is the other thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you my, don't even know. You, well, I'll bring my tape. Sure. Okay. You no, know, and I'm measuring myself and I'm like, man, yeah, what the heck's going on? Is it, uh, it's probably just water weight. Humidity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm breathing water. So it's I don't, I don't know what it is. I mean, huh? it's, well, it's the eating, right? Well, yeah, but yeah. So this is, uh, I, I'm going to, I've come to a conclusion. I'm ready. I'm thinking when I go down range out, and if I'm not going to a place that has F3, I'm just not going to work out. I mean, I'm going to work out right up to that. Maybe work sure. out even a little bit more. Sure. But if I'm going down range, I mean, why haul but my like, stuff down there and Make work a vacation out? a vacation. Well, yeah, and sleep in and uh, maybe let my body take a little rest. Anyway, knowing I'm going to gain five pounds, knowing it's going to happen whether or not I work yeah. out. Yeah, whether it's 40 miles or five. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I, I, uh, I, I can't, it's just, it's the strangest phenomenon to me. Do you, now let me ask you this though. <clears throat> if you did that, do you think it would be harder? Forget the physical aspects of the, of, of the LBZ, right? Right. Let's put that aside for a second. Do you think it's, it would be harder to mentally jump back into the discipline of working out if no. you took a week off? I don't think so. Well, then. I mean, I think I'd lose some fitness obviously, but. Sure. But yeah. You know. But, but, so, but like, not mass. It's not like, you know, you're going to wake up after the fifth day and be like, oh, I weigh 50 pounds more and right, I can't run. Right. Yeah. So last Friday, before I left, I weighed well, 176.8. Okay. Got down there and my FUPA was 31.9. Okay. So that's how, yeah. I was pretty close to yeah, that. Right, right in there. And then I get down there and I didn't weigh myself, didn't take myself, ate like a pig, only worked out once, <laughs> uh -huh. drank. More sure. Than I usually sure. do. Got back on Tuesday, Wednesday morning, weighed myself 181. Five pounds. And 32.5. Period. Like, oh. Okay, so that was Wednesday. Today, 177.2. I know. And 32.2. Where'd you go this morning? Uh, speed Rock. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it, yeah, yeah, I, it I, don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, but I'm going to say it's the humidity. Uh, it's, I'm just going to, I'm sure that's not true, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just, uh, it's, it's crazy to me. So maybe, maybe I'll just do that. Maybe, you know, I can carry less baggage and look and body right. needs to rest every once in a while. Body needs right. to rest. Probably, so, probably can't hurt you. Maybe, maybe just take a little less though. I'll tell you, being downrange really throws me off on, on all my, Routines, I mean, yes. and it does, and I've fought that for years, and now I'm starting to think maybe the whole point is to be thrown off mm. for just a short period of time because then I come back and I feel kind of – I'm kind of wanting to get back to my Yeah, routines. so maybe just jostle it off yeah. for a second. And, uh, I'll buy that because yeah. I, I have the same problem where when I travel. Then the, like you were talking the, the about it last week, shine, yeah. right? You were talking about – yeah. You know, um, getting out there in Utah and yeah. a lot of cakes and cookies and stuff. It's because it's there. Right. So are you back to, to your LBZ now? Uh, so I was 195 yeah, uh, so this back. morning and 35. Yeah, you're back. My, yeah. So yeah, right, yeah. right in it. So, I mean, I was making a joke about it last week. I said, well, you should just lose weight before you go. I try <laughs> to do that. Just say, it's not going to matter. You know, it's not going to matter. Well, you know, you know, I, yeah. I, I, wanna, I don't want to go over the bread is 175. So I want to be at right. 174. So I'll get down to 169. Right. Go gain the five pounds, come back. Fine. Fine. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> just not going to eat for two days. I'll be back. Well, fine. I actually didn't even do that. I just got back into my usual yeah. routine. I, I guess you, the one thing you don't realize is how much you eat when you're DR. 
That's yeah, and it's partially it's not tracking, but I think a lot of it is just the disruption of the you know. There are times in my day, like I you know, I show up. Here's my, I don't eat between X and X because you know that's my my intermittent fasting zone. Right. Right. And but when I'm downrange, I may not wake up at the same time. Oh, I definitely. And I may not, uh, you know, like everybody else is eating. So you're just like, nah, pancake. You know. Yeah. Okay. Another thing's weird is, um, so I'm hungry here and then um like i'm hungry so i eat lunch maybe an hour later two right. hours later i'm getting hungry again i'm like okay i'm gonna eat dinner in a couple hours i can get through that sure I'm, when i'm down range if i'm hungry i'm eating it's like it's just going yes i don't yes. know i don't know if well no it's like there's like a, a like in the back of your head well you don't know if you're gonna get another meal really <laughs> you don't think you're gonna get another meal? you don't think you scrape, scrape the food together? supply will suddenly be interrupted because i'm on vacation it's, yeah, it's, yeah i'm like a dog you know like a dog will eat itself yeah. to death yeah. like <laughs> better, better eat everything in that bowl right. and your bowl and any bowl i can find any bowl uh, yeah it's just, <laughs> i don't know maybe that's just deep brain lizard brain stuff man. maybe so i don't know maybe so you it's know good. i'm at home and my you know within my you know my routines and all and i'm like Right. Like I'm always just a little bit hungry. It's just the way I know I have to be. Yes. No, I, isn't that right? I'm glad you said that. Cause I've been noticed like when I, somebody asked me, they're like, well, what do you care? And I'm like, you got to understand, like there's this, there's just this place and it's just sort of, you can feel it. You can feel it. You can feel yeah. it. And you're like, I'm always just like right on the edge. It's like, edge. I could eat. I'm not going to, but I could, you know, like, and like you just I'm, like, like I'm a jockey and I might get a ride in the Belmont stakes, right, you know, right. so I better and that make quarter sure. pound's going to make yeah. a big difference. Big, well, man, I mean, there. Ever that. yeah, that's what I'm saying. You ever know. seen those little guys with their saddles? No, they only weigh like 84 pounds. So yeah. in the half pound, well, it makes a big, big difference to a thoroughbred when they're, you know, I would think, but, uh, it's kind of like heavy shoes. If you're, you know, if I was running some kind of distance, you gotta have light, gotta shoes. have light shoes, you have those big hokas. No, I'm telling you, no, I got big pillows on my feet. Plus it's very plush, but they're heavy. Uh, I'll tell you another weird thing. Tell me another weird about thing. About being downrange. It, it's just, it affects me and I don't even realize it. So I have like in the morning, you know, after I get done praying and doing my morning thing and I'm like, I do, I start, I stretch my back out and all this right, man right. stuff I got to do. Yep. And it's kind of like, takes me 20 minutes to get that done, get my, my PT stuff on, my uniform uh-huh. on, yep, yep. get in the vehicle and get out on the road. Yeah. Like, so I know if I need to leave at 515, right. Then I got to start stretching that, my back the process at, at five. five. Yeah. Right. So I know that, right. I got, got that down. Right. And let me just, just as an aside, yeah. taxers, uh, I've traveled enough with Tread now that it, it really is a routine. And one of the things I've, no, I've gotten more comfortable with it now, but at first it was really awkward to try and talk to him while he's rolling around on the ground like that. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Although uh, I was like, I, oh, these devices. How do I have a trap? Yeah. Right. Whatever Rollers I can do. And right? things and, yeah. So, uh, but while I do that, you know, in my room and nobody's awake. Um, when you guys, when we're doing it, we're down range or something, right. you know, we're all talking. Yeah, we're right? just Cause, out. Cause, cause Everybody's up. We're on F3's nickel, so we're sharing a room, right? That's so, right. you know, but when I'm by myself at my house, when I start doing my routine, I have a playlist that I listen to that, uh, you know, I've been putting together for a long time. It's just like certain songs. Yeah. You, you mentioned that before, yeah. like the that U2 song. And yeah, some of the, yeah, like 40. That's mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah, 40. And, yeah. Uh, there's a version of uh, Amazing Grace I listen to. Mm. It's like starts kind of slow and then it kind of builds right. up. Get your head right. But what I really noticed is it's so regimented that the moment I'm like doing one particular thing, uh, movement on my back, the song changes and it's always about the same spot. Uh-huh. 
you know, and when I get done and I walk out the door uh-huh. to the garage where I keep all my stuff, like the song changes again. And then I sit down cause I got a little stool out there to put on my stuff. Sure. Get yeah. ready to go yeah. put on 17 braces and all that stuff. Right. Song changes. Like as I drive out the driveway, it's like, it's just this cadence. It's this of- cadence almost. And it really gets me in a particular frame of mind. Yeah. To the point where I realized at this trip, because I didn't do any of that, I'm like, my frame of mind is not the same. It's like the act of listening to that music and doing that routine is like a mind frame, like mind frame. Yeah, like putting it in a, yeah. yeah. Like I'm not really thinking Mm -hmm. so much. Just doing. Just doing, but I'm reacting to the music. It's funny, all that's not present for a lot of reasons when you're downrange. And one of them is, you know, you're in a little tighter spaces. Sure. I'm waking up a little later. My wife's asking me questions and I'm working on my back. She's talking. So I'm not listening to music, you know? Right. And, right. uh, you know, I know I'm not going to a workout. Right. At so a particular whatever location. time or right. whatever. Yeah. It's just, I'm like, I'm just less productive. I'm just less, my rhythm is off. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, I'm totally with you. And I'm going to remember reading about athletes who would always listen to the same music before they get ready for it. Yep. You know, like a professional athlete, like just had this pattern you would go uh-huh. through to get them, you know, and I think there's something to that. And because, because it's interrupted when you go down range with your family or business, or whatever, I'm thinking I might just say, yeah, if I'm just, that's the time. Just pause it. Yeah. Just pause it. Yeah. Try trying to jam this mind frame and set of routines and an, another location, a different set of time with different, it just doesn't, maybe work. they just don't belong there. Yeah. Like maybe, yeah. You're trying to, instead of trying to shoehorn it in, just yeah. use it for what it is. That's, that's go with the flow, man. Yeah. It's very, yeah. Very so, stoic. I, I don't know. All right. Is that stoic? Is that sort of that, uh, kind of that, uh, I don't you know, accept your circumstances for what they are and make the best of it. Oh, kind I of see. Thing? Yeah. That yeah. part of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. This, that's a condition. That's a condition. So you just um, go, right. You know what? Instead of trying to fight against this condition, why don't I just accept well, just, just this accept and, it, and move forward with what I can do? Yeah. Interesting. How far in are we now? Probably 15 minutes. Yeah, that was a lot of talking. It was, you know? but you know, that's okay. It's the longest we've ever gone without rolling the opening. You know what? Why don't we just skip the open? No, we have to roll the All opening. right, we'll roll it. And we're, we're back. back. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'll be joined every week by some of the greatest leaders I can find in F3 and beyond. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach virtuous leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. <laughs> Did you notice that uh, Hello Kitty and uh, JVR made fun of the opening? Well, did you listen to the last COT? You didn't listen. You could, I did. I okay. say you could say they were making fun. Yeah. Or you could say that they were honoring us. I'm gonna no, say. they were making fun. They, <laughs> they were declined to do it. Yeah. They did. Yeah. So, well, the funny thing was, after I listened like, to it, it was an F3 tip of the hat, actually. Sure. Because we make fun of each oh, other. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, that's part of the beauty yeah. of it, right? right. Yeah. So it, was, so it was both. It was both. They're making fun of us in a loving way to show yeah. that they, uh, yeah. But I thought it was, uh, it was a pretty good, uh, uh, COT. I th- we have remarked more than once how COT is constantly stepping up their yeah. game, and this was no exception. Yeah, this was, was no exception. I really sometimes I don't even know what's going on out there unless I listen to COT. Like that, that uh, 
kitty yeah. just kind of collects that. Well, you know, and that's partially because, you know, a year ago you were much more connected to all that. Yeah. Right. Cause you know, there just wasn't as many people doing right. all the things. Right. Right. And now that we've kind of, you know, now we're good kind point. of two lever- layers away from it. Yeah. Good point. You know, I'm really glad there is a COT cause I got to yeah. keep up and uh, C-SPAN, you know, gets good information out of guys I'm telling you it's uh gets good talking. Yep. I'm looking forward to the, a, a more full throated return to the Amher as well. Oh, well, I, I guess I am as well. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Cause they, uh, they kind of, well, you know, short circuit moved out to, uh, I did Colorado and he's, but he's got a workout going out there, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does. And like, it, hey, don't, don't get in short circuits way. Just don't. You're going to get runned over short circuit, man. He's, he is. He's, he's an accelerating man. He's, he's working high, it. High impact. He dude. is. And, um, but he's, he's taken his time and energy and effort, uh, at least in some degree. And that's part of what we're going to do today when we get to the meaty part of this Yeah, is, uh, I mean, what he's doing with Q source, that's, that's strong. Yeah. You know, the graphics and the questions and the, he came know. up with that all on his own. Yep. That is full on. I too. Yeah. Yep. Very much. He just so. said, we're doing it. And, uh, and man, it is like, it's, I read some of those questions that he writes and I'm like, you know what? That is a good, <laughs> that is not something I would have thought of. That's a great question. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. So, Okay, we're going to look at those a little bit. Like, All right, let, uh, bit. I read two books last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me the butcher's word. Yeah. Actually brought them up because I can never remember the books I'm reading. But uh, first one's called Hammer to Fall. It's a story of Queen or something? It's, uh, no. So it was by, by a guy named John Lawton who writes uh, books about England in uh, f- anywhere from the 40s to the 60s. Writes about okay. cops and spies. Well, maybe that's because, uh, you know, Freddie Mercury, right? Queen, there's a song called Hammer to Fall. Oh, so I, I, wondered, I did not put yeah. that together, man. So I wonder if there's like some kind of, maybe that's just a British thing. Maybe there's some saying or something. Uh, maybe, that's interesting. Maybe it is. Anyhow, what's it about now? Uh, it's about, uh, about 400 pages. It was about Prague. Okay. And, uh, you know, the velvet revolution that was put down by the Soviets in 68. Okay. That's what it was about. I mean, I don't really yeah. know, but, but that's what it was about. Yeah, it was about, and it was about the uh, efforts of the Czechoslovakians uh-huh. to resist the Soviets, and uh, those efforts were not successful. No, they did not make. <laughs> but it was not a very violent, not a violent revolution. That's what they called velvet. Velvet, yeah, it didn't yeah. work out. Um, but it was interesting. If you don't know much about that time period, I liked it. Then I read the the Revelators. What uh, is that? Um, which it was written by Ace Atkins. Okay. Which takes place in a small town in, uh, I think, northern Mississippi. Okay. That is uh, beset by corruption as part of a series. And it's um, built around a former Army Rangers from that town. He goes back to clean it up, clean up uh-huh. the corruption. I think this is like the eighth book I read in the series. So is this uh, uh, fiction? Yes. Yeah, it's sort of like Jack, Jack Reacher kind of... No, it's the... In fact, in, in a great, to a great extent, it's the antithesis because it's a guy that goes home to his hometown. Okay, so yeah, and that's... Yeah. Marries... A uh, local woman becomes the sheriff. Um, his mother still is there. His sister still there. Immerses himself in the town, and over time, not to be too much of a spoiler, other people leave, but he sticks it out. Huh. Um, kind of a modern day, very violent. I was going to say Andy Griffith. Is it action packed? Yeah, because he there is all this southern mafia that he's dealing with, and. Uh, there's always efforts of people of the, these mafiosos to gain control of the town. And he's the, he's, and he's, the, he's the last man standing. He's the impediment. 
and there's a couple of the people that he always rallies to stand with him. And then there's... that's not quite Andy Griffith. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I meant was Landy? small town sheriff. Yeah, I oh, got it. But whereas Andy Griffith didn't carry a gun, um, right? This Queen, guy carries a couple. Queen Colson is the character's name. Uh, he carries a lot of guns <laughs> and shoots people left and right. Good. <laughs> and he's got a variety of deputies. Most uh-huh. All of them that are, are just like borderline psychopathic violent. But it's necessary because there's all this corruption. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know much about the state of Mississippi, but um, I guess it's different there than it is in North Carolina. Oh. Or this book is overplaying, you know. But it's very close to Memphis where they are. I don't know if you realize that oh, geographically. I, no, I yeah. wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of time, a lot of the action actually so, takes place in the land of rules. I was say, do the rules kind of leak over into the the top of, top of Mississippi? Well, to read this book, there's a lot of corruption in Memphis too. I don't know if that's true. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would say not. And enough. a lot of barbecue. They talk about barbecue a lot. And uh, well, hunt, now hunting, that is hunting. You know, and uh, catching and eating your own. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Oh, I like it. And you know, now I read those two books last week. I'm also uh, halfway through, or partway through, the first of the Perry Mason books because I inspired myself to go back and begin. Yeah. Reading. Okay. Because okay. I read them all 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Uh, and I got back to the first one. I love it. Yeah. And those are on Audible as well. The Perry Mason ones. Not on. Well, I guess you could get on a bomb reading them. But you're reading them. Yeah. 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 Uh, the first one in the series is the Case of the Velvet Claws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's good. That's good. Yeah. Are velvet claws anything like Starbucky hands? Or they, is I'm, that? <laughs> I'm gonna say different? yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. You know yeah. what I watched with my wife in Florida, amongst other things. No, was tell the, me. Was the uh, Jeffrey Epstein <gasps> documentary, which isn't that horrifying? Did you watch it? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It is. I don't know what conclusions, if any, to draw <clears throat> from that. I don't have any good conclusions to draw from it, except absolute power corrupts absolute. I, man. That's just bizarre. If you haven't watched that, Paxer is deeply upsetting. It was for me. I mean, I just, I'm like, you've got to be kidding. It was upsetting, but it was almost surreal, you know? Like, right. Like, is this a movie? The descriptions that these women gave of how they succumbed to his. Yeah. Were, his wiles, if you Also, will. how he got better at picking a, a woman who would be much more likely yes. to, much well, more willing to be victimized. Yeah, he had some help there. He had a pimp, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, he did. That's what she I was. Know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> a pimpress. But all these powerful people, like the Prince of England, and yeah. Uh, well, I mean, according to because he had his island, right? And according to the the I this is not the, a political statement. The IT guy on the island, he saw Bill Clinton. I don't know if it's yeah, true. I, I don't know. Bill Clinton denied it, but sure. Well, he denied a lot of things. They got the airplane logs, right? And Bill Clinton's on that airplane. She's named the Lolita Express. I mean, if you, I'm just. <laughs> I mean, for those who don't know, Lolita being the Nabokov novel about. Oh, okay. Basically about pedophilia. Oh, great. I don't think it's about pedophilia. That's not pedophilia. No, but, she's just a younger girl. Younger girl, yeah. I mean, she's not of age. Sure, but. She's, but, not, a, she's not prepubescent. She's right. uh, 16 or whatever. Yeah. Right Coming now. into her own. I think I read some of this. But I read that a long To catch a predator style. That's long, the. Long, long time ago. Man, but, uh, alive. But I mean, you know, pretty much I think most people would agree the name Lolita, there's, you know, pick it, you either yourself. know this police song. Sure. Right. Don't stand so close to me. Right. Or, you know, you know, yeah. you know, the book itself, or there was also, it was made into a movie. Oh, but, okay. But it's synonymous with. Yeah. You're not thinking to yourself. Hey, it's creepiness. Pillar of virtue. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, if I go, you know, it's like some financier says, you know, hey, you want to go down to my island, be my plane? I'd be like, well, okay. Oh, that sounds fun. I don't sure. know much about you. Yeah. You okay. know, where, where do we go? I'm going to meet at the uh, fixed base ops out at the airport. Got my own private jet. We'll pick you up. Man, right. What's the name great. of it? So I know where to go. It's called the Alita Express. You know, I'm not going to be on that. <laughs> Alita Express. Uh, oh, did you say Saturday? Oh, I forgot. God, gosh, I got something yeah. else to do. I clipped my toenails. I saved, or something. My, I saved my career. <laughs> uh, yeah. My, my marriage and my life and everything crazy. else. Crazy. That is crazy. I mean, it, it's just. In fact, I wrote a little something about that this week. I don't know if you saw it, but I stuck a little something out there about the old, the Epstein. I did see it. Yeah. I did see and, it. So, uh, but just, just along the same lines. Yeah. Because I, I, I really believe this and I might be, alone. I don't think I'm alone in this. I'm not going to say I'm alone in this because I'm not. But that is the, and we've talked about it. That is the propensity of every man if left to himself. Not that necessarily, but to, to abuse power to that, to whatever level he can Sure. That is the nature that's in there. And that's why you have to have, you know, a shared leadership team. You have to have guardrails. You have to have discipline. You have to have all these right. things. And you've got to change you uh, or you're not going to be able to, to get anything done. Right. That's good. Yeah. And that's, I just feel like that was a, a prime example. A prime example of that. Yeah. 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 So uh, real quick. You got a, we, you got a, a card yeah, in I, your Starbucky hands. It, I do, I, Pod Paxers, here's a card. I made myself a little, uh, it's a, it's a just, well, you know what it was is I was, it's uh, the card of truth. It's the card. <laughs> and I'm going to press it on your forehead and you're going to tell me exactly what I want to know. <laughs> no, but I just, uh, there were, as I prep, um, sometimes I'm better about my prep than others. Uh, and maybe it shows, I hope it doesn't uh, to any great degree because I feel like to some degree we're prepping all the time. Right. I mean, that's, that's part of as leaders. We sure we're constantly preparing. Right. Right. I read Q source all the time. I listen, you know, I do whatever. Right. But, um, You're a better man for it. I know you say that with a, just a hint of sarcasm, but she be true. Okay. Um, but, uh, so we're constantly preparing, but I, I just made some notes this week and I'm still, you know, I've tried going all electronic and I am able to do that for some things, but yeah. there's certain things that I have to actually use my, yeah, me too. My hand. Me too. Right. Uh, but you know, we talked last week, uh, about a problem that you would need to articulate to your children. Oh, the, the, uh, we're going to leave this town, go to a new yeah, town. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. And then the example you gave was of moving and you said, well, you know, I've never moved. So, but I think this would be one. Well, guess who has moved and wrote in and I want to read a couple things from, uh, yeah, well, I read it. Wrote. So go ahead. I yeah. Do, yeah. I know it's the answer. A, it's, oh, it's true. Yeah, you do know the answer. This is from, uh, the COB. The, the mighty COB. Yes, Sleuth, AP. The, ch the chairman of the board. Right. Founder yeah. uh, and leader of Puget Sound. Indeed. Uh, so he, he said, you know, I'm because they, they moved, what was that? I don't know. Five, 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 five years ago? Okay. Yep. Just so went, five years just ago. Just went over five years. To Puget Sound from Charlotte. From Charlotte. And so he had to explain to his kids, we're moving. Right. So he says, because uh, I, and so I asked him, he says, you know, I said, well, first of all, uh, now that you're a few years into being there, um, like what would you have done differently? And his answer was nothing. He'd have done it exactly the same way. So they both miss friends, like his two kids miss friends from the past, but the experience has served them so well in so many ways, they both don't want to go back, nor do they miss the opportunity they had to learn, which I think is kind of cool. He said, first, he told him about the trip to Seattle that he made, you know, I guess kind of being courted or, you know, look, getting interviewed or whatever it might have been. And then he set a vision of what it would be like to live there. They first got excited about that vision. And they, once they were on board, they set up some standards, you know, and then they were saying, look, we're going to live on a lake or near it. We'll be in it together. You know, 
I'm nervous, but excited. Mom's trusting me. You know, we let them ask questions, let them get their nerves, you know, worked up a little bit. And then he, which I thought this was actually really cool. He said, we let them set parts of the journey. The how we went was partially up to them. Did we go through Texas or did we go through Kansas? Do you want to stay anywhere longer? You know, go sightseeing or this kind of thing. And we held our word. I think that was some high quality parenting. That's some good leadership of your children. Right. And then he says, uh, the oldest took the move a lot harder because it was, you know, which would make sense, right? A little more entrenched, a little more, uh, you know, friends and things like that. Um, but she appreciates the the move in the hindsight. The youngest got involved with a, a soccer team there that wouldn't have happened if she hadn't been here, yeah. you know, some things like that. So, um, but I thought that was really good. And, and, you know, again, I remember he, him saying that it touched, uh, he would listen to it. He says he had that experience since I was describing something I never did, but right. You know, or, yeah. Or foresaw that maybe someday might, well, not now because my kids will, they are old enough to say, okay, well, good luck wherever you're going on your journey. Yeah. <laughs> That was my involvement. <laughs> Let us know when you send us a card. Or something. That's right. So let us know when that Twitter handle set up for Puget Sound. You'll be doing great. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was a good, uh, just yeah. a, a good follow up from from a guy who yeah, who it. did it and lived it, and yeah. uh, that was pretty cool to be able to do that. Um. So. Uh, so yeah. So that was that. That was that. That's, I think that's all the following up I have to do from uh, from previous. Well, I'm, gl- I'm, glad, I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. Thank you. So would you like to you persuade know, me to, to talk oh, so about you know what I think I'd like to do? Oh, so you know what I think I'd like you to do next? <laughs> Let's persuade our audience. Uh, let's talk about some persuasion. Some persuading. We have persuading to do because first you tell me about it. Yes. Right. And make it clear in my mind. Well, like first AP I did, visualize it. For yourself. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yes. But then. Articulate it. Fair. If you're doing a vape, are you doing yeah, a vape? Yeah, I was, yeah. I was going, well, I was saying like in my mind, Yes. I'm going to, I guess that's true. First, you have to think of it. I was thinking. For me you know, to describe it, I have right. to think so of then it. I have, yes. Then the articulation comes of me sharing it with you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Right. Um, and I, I guess I sort of baked two steps together there. But my point is, is that really in the next one, which is where we are now, is getting me to do something about sure. it. Sure. It sounds wonderful. You know, so AP, you know, had Well, the, generally, no, it doesn't sound wonderful. Well, or no, it no, sounds just it's a mixed bag. It sounds, sounds easy, right? It sounds like, oh, okay, no problem. Next is, that's what I mean, is you know, wonderful. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. next thing is just persuade them. Easy. No problem, right? Well, good point, right? Yeah. Um, so what Frank is talking about is the, the four steps of the four skills yes. of leadership. Visualizing, right? right? Seeing an advantage for the group. Uh, along Perhaps with moving to Seattle or right. not Seattle, but Portland. Yeah, yeah, the movement yeah. required to achieve it. And APs. Um, case it was necessitated by a job move mm-hmm. so that was the best place for him to go for from a career standpoint if i recall uh so that was an advantage for the family make mm-hmm. more money and uh seattle at least at the time was a, <laughs> you know yeah. was at least a good as good a place yeah having been there myself for a go rock i can tell you it's a wonderful place mm-hmm. or was okay i'm being too sarcastic yeah, yeah. but i got you you know it's still a wonderful place anyway he didn't live in seattle it was in kirkland in Kirk- is, it was you know, close yeah yeah uh it's just a little farther away when you realize so uh, it's oh, really? yeah it's but anyway that being said it's a it really is a beautiful place and and he did end up living by a lake and uh the house that he lived in was pretty cool very different than you would live in the east oh. um you know very close together like almost townhouse okay okay three stories high you know yeah, yeah. very very modern yeah, yeah. You know, not the kind of house that you I can see that. Yeah, it was yeah. really cool. So uh, so he had that, had to do that. So mm-hmm. he 
articulate that vision, the movement required to do it, meaning, you know, y'all are going to have to go to new schools. We're going to have to sell some stuff, you know, the whole, the whole spiel that right. goes along with it. But then you got to persuade them, which is the third part, which is yeah. to initiate first movement. So that's the critical thing. And that recitation that you read there from AP is good. Like he got them moving. Right. Sometimes that movement, it'll be mental. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that was, yeah. Cause they bought into could, the vision. Right. Exactly. Right. I was gonna say he, he, right. he primed their mind a little right. bit. So and they, I think also by having them participate absolutely. is I mean, a huge way for them to be persuaded. Well, it's absolutely necessary in my mind Yeah. that it, to go with persuasion is you got to convince people that they're part of it. Yeah. You know, that they have agency in it, that, that they're leading it as well. Uh, I would hope that three people would look at it and go, wow, it's just leaders of the organization of leaders that are persuading others all the time. And right. Those, persuading themselves that we have momentum. Yeah. So that initiation of first movement is that is, is, is what persuasion is. It doesn't, it's not the whole course. In other words, it doesn't work if you're if you're constantly persuading people from step A to, to the last step, they've got to achieve momentum on their own. Okay. Otherwise it won't work. In my so opinion. it's not handholding. It's not handholding. Yeah. It's not dragging. Dragging. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. Come on, right. honey, we're going right. across the street. No. <laughs> but the key to persuasion is that you initiate that movement and that movement um, achieves initial fruit and that initial fruit drives more movement and then you achieve momentum. And the yes. momentum being that it's, now it's moving on, on its own. You're still pointing in the direction, but right. you're not, people aren't just stopping yeah. dead. Well, so you're not dragging or pushing or whatever. Right. It's like anything with momentum. It's moving a little bit, you right. know. Now, what, at that point as a leader, you're looking forward to the next step, which is exhortation, the E of vape, uh, you know, and that's incentivizing the breach of obstacles. And hopefully before you get to those obstacles, you've incentivized their breach sufficiently such that they don't cause a cessation of the momentum. Right. Boom, dead stop. Yeah. We were moving, but we ran into this, you know, so uh, I would say the presence of the Red Sea was a <laughs> obstacle a to the movement of the small, Israelites. Small hindrance. Right. And uh, Moses effectively incentivized the breach of that obstacle by parting. <laughs> yes. Opening up an avenue to well get done. Them. Well done. So well, and then convincing them to go anyway. Well, the thing was that we kind of forget this and it, the Pharaoh was hot on their heel. Remember, yes. Pharaoh was convinced finally to let them go by the seven, you know. Um, right. The plagues. Seven plagues. Thank yeah. you. And, uh, but immediately has regrets and chases them. Right. And <laughs> as soon as they're out, he's like. Right. What have I done? That's right. He's got yeah. him pinned, you know, at the at the sea. Or so he thought. So he thought. So you know, the incentives are pretty easy. We stay here and get slaughtered, or we right cross over through the, you know, and I'm picturing the Charles Heston movie where it's like I know. It's walls <laughs> of water. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's some pretty good exhortation right there. Of course, it helps to have God on your side. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. So it also helps if your uh, your vision. Oh yeah is uh, you know I, I wonder sometimes about a virtuous that. one yes yeah but like you know moses got there and you know did he have in? i wonder like did he have in his mind ahead of time he's like okay i know we're, we're gonna run to the end of the red sea and then i'm just gonna part and we'll go yeah i don't remember i'm kind of thinking no no you right? have some faith right yeah you know and and as, so i think as, god's there as does a leader in any virtual well, sure, organization sure. Have faith but i think he's standing there and he's going okay right i uh Help, help me out here. Right. What, what do we got here? Sure. And that same faith that, you know, took them through many obstacles before. So would it be reasonable to say that there's an element of faith, again, removing it from religiosity, but an element of faith that goes with exhortation? Yes. 
And I'll also say that um, based on my faith, and I sure. think you would share this, is that if if you have a vision that's not consistent with God's vision, it ain't going to work anyway. Not in the long run. Lived it. Short run, maybe. Sure. Well, and it did. Right. right? Like uh, Nazis from 1936 to 1943-ish. Yeah. <laughs> and after that, it yeah. was no more wine and roses, man. No. Kind of went down. You know, so, uh, you know, if the vision is virtuous, yeah. right, if it comes from a pure heart, um, that's because then it's actual advantage, right. which, you know, to kind of circle back, which is why the, the lead, right. is the third quadrant. Mm -hmm. You have to be, have gotten right mm. because your vision has to be an unselfish one. It has to be purely for the advantage of the group. You have to have set yourself aside. You have to be living third. You have to be articulating something that's not to your betterment, maybe mm -hmm. the betterment of the whole may have, you know, better aspects for you. Right. Um, but as part of the group, right? Yeah. But the best articulated visions generally, the leader is articulating something that's not helpful to him. Yeah. It's helpful to the group. Well, I was going to say, you know, Moses wasn't sitting there thinking to himself, you know, right. This is really going to be good for me. Sure. Like, <laughs> no. It's like, uh, go back to Egypt where you're wanted for murder. Right. Go find the Pharaoh mm -hmm. who, who, who will likely kill you on sight. And explain, simply explain to him that it's time for him to let his slaves go. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I'm sorry, you lost me at murder. Right. Like, I, so I, I'm this sorry. Guy, go back again. Sorry. Tell me again. I stutter. He goes, Aaron, I'll go with you. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I meant to say was. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was not probably the most welcome of visions that he had. I would think not. Right. And then when he had to get to, um, to get to, he got to Egypt and is articulating his vision to the Israelites who have no reason to believe in him. Right. Took some effort, right? I would think. Took some persuasion. Yes. To get them to move, to get them to at least recognize, and this is the key in my mind about our our version of persuasion, mm -hmm. that the first step at least is worth taking. Doesn't mean you have to get them to buy the entire vision. And I think this right. is the mistake. Because, yeah, first movement. Initiate first movement. Right. Could be pretty small, right? And as long as that movement is in the right direction, um, then you don't have to have full buy-in. This is a little weird example, but uh, maybe I'm spending too much time thinking about Nazis, but <laughs> did you ever see the movie Schindler's List? A long time ago, but okay. yes. Well, there's one particular scene where, uh, I think it's because the Russians are on the move, they have to evacuate the, the, the initial... Um, concentration camp in Poland where okay. where uh, Schindler is and they put the uh, Jews on rail cars and um, they're going to move them east uh -huh. from like Buchenwald, I forget exactly where they're going and uh, they're on rail cars and it's hot as hell and the camp commander and his lackeys are out there just you know drinking cocktails and right. basically laughing at Jews are baking in these rail cars waiting, you know, just packed on yeah, there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Schindler's sees them suffering and he wants to do something for them to alleviate their suffering, right. From the heat. And he knows if he goes to the, to the, the commandant of the camp and says, I want to alleviate yeah, their wait, yeah. suffering. The guy's going to be like, <laughs> wait a second. I thought you were in it with, you were in it with this. Yeah. Right? So he gets them to allow him to hose them down. 
hose down the rail cars uh-huh. to which the colonel thought, the commandant thought that it was doing it to give him false hope, like it's part of a mind game. Uh-huh. Right? Sometimes persuasion is a bit like that. Mm, like, you know? I mean, not subversive, but sometimes it is a bit. And I know yeah. that's an extreme example because I also say you can't use chicanery. Yeah, that's, I was just going to ask, but yeah, we're right. not supposed to lie about not, it. Not supposed, not supposed to lie, right? In that case, he didn't really lie. Okay. You know, keep going. But he let, he, he'd certainly let the commandant come to his own conclusions about what his goal was. But sometimes you find yourself persuading people to move for their own good even if there's no way they could buy into the entire vision, the entire advantage sure. that you're saying. Now I'm inserting motives and lines and that were not spoken in this movie that I recall, but ultimately it would have been to the advantage of that commandant that he not kill any more Jews, not just <clears throat> their advantage, but yeah. his well, advantage. You know, sometimes, and we see this a lot too, where. And the advantage of Germany. As ultimately. In, ultimately. Right. To, to, to salvage what they could of what, you know, but of course these guys, it would have been very hard to the, initiate. And before that, and I'm remembering more of the movie. He was constantly encouraging the commandant to show mercy. Uh-huh. And he was trying to train him what mer- teach him what yeah. mercy was. Yeah. Cause the guy was crazy, right? Yeah, nuts. Murderous, yeah. right? Okay. So he's trying to teach him about mercy. Um, Didn't work. It worked a little. Yeah worked a little yeah you know and for a leader a little sometimes is enough enough to give you confidence that you're moving in the right direction because you start seeing momentum sometimes you know it ain't much um but it's it's movement in the right direction yeah so it's my general critique of the leaders of most governance that we have right now in all faith in both parties everywhere yeah is they skip the persuasion, <laughs> you know, they just right, yeah. skip it. And they no. just, they just go straight to, you have to buy in the whole yeah, vision. Do this right now. Right. All the, of it. the whole, the whole yeah. vision. <clears throat> yeah. And not only skip it and demand buy-in, but won't even recognize movement that they accidentally initiate. Or gets initiated on its own. Well, the, yeah, because if it wasn't the whole vision, then they right. don't care. It's either all or nothing. And that's why we, I mean, and then they wonder. They're right. like, oh, it seems like there's a big right. divide in the country right, right now. Well, yeah, I wonder why says, that could possibly be. I'm willing to move this much. Well, that's not enough. You're a hater. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that doesn't make much sense. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I think the example we use in the Q source is it would be like going up to a guy. In fact, I met a guy today at Poppy's uh-huh. who um, I've talk to on and off for like three years. And, you know, okay. Okay. And he starts asking me who all these guys that I'm always meeting with. And I explain, you know, whatever right. three is. And this guy wasn't in very good shape. Doesn't look like he's coming to a workout anytime soon. Okay. Young guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, um, but I could tell he was lonely. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started talking about the second F and uh, not the first F. But dread, the first F is the first F. Is it? So ultimately, by the end of this conversation, and you know, expl- I was explaining the West Stone to him, and he said, "That's mentorship because I would like a mentor." Did you take him on? Uh, I said, "I'm gonna find him one because I got 10. Oh, uh, Okay, but I probably will end up taking him because because he's because he knows you. He's there, right? Yeah. So, you know, man, I showed him the website how to get there, mm-hmm. but I didn't say you must acknowledge the complete 
Right. <laughs> Virtue. <laughs> That's right. All right. Show up to the workout. You got to buy all in. Right. Here's the here's the Mudgear store. Tomorrow, code. <laughs> I want to see you wearing an F3 poppy <laughs> shirt. I mean, right? Yeah. Right. You know yeah, and I mean? if you don't eat EH3 people by the end of the week, we got a problem, son. So at the risk of like God, tweaking somebody. You know what? Can I? Don't I do it. Say, right. Okay. No, I'm saying I don't care anymore. Oh, okay. Tweak them. Because this is such a good example. Yeah. If, and I agree there very well might be racism out there. If you can get a racist to admit that black lives are included in all lives, haven't you made progress? I mean, I just like, if, if, if a guy who, who used to say black lives don't matter. Sure. Now will say all lives matter. And, and mean that. And mean, and mean, mean it. it. It's movement. Yeah. Is, is that it movement? ideal? No. Well, well, Maybe it's not. not. What I mean is not end state. Sure. Yes. That's what I mean when I say ideal. Yeah, right. it's not exactly. It's, We're it's not, not finished working not on finished. this persuasion. It's just that that, that was the, just the, it, it's almost as if leaders of organizations can't recognize the short-term success that they've achieved and try to capitalize it. But you know what the thing is, is they've traded short-term success for long-term success for so long that now all they want to see is the long-term success in the short-term time frame. I, and I know we talked about this. I think you're right about that last week, but you constantly see leaders in governance. I'll just say members of governance. Sure. Since I don't really believe they're necessarily leaders. Men who hold leadership positions in governance. Right. Showing pictures of people not wearing their masks instead of people wearing their masks. And saying, look. Look at these horrible people. Well, yeah, but no, I mean, instead of saying, here is a picture of responsible behavior uh-huh. that, we're, that I want. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. As I'm saying, yeah, right. they, all they can do right. is look and go. Right. Now, I get the media does that, but I don't understand why the governance would highlight disobedience and attack the disobedient rather than highlight obedience and extol the virtues of it and say, look. Because people would move. Like, that's why we do the rising, hashtag rising. Yeah. So we say, look, after Jacksonville does something impactful. Uh-huh. Look at for Jacksonville rising. So the folks, you know, in F in F3, right, in Omaha. we're not gonna use a real place, Swambago, you know, outer Slambovia, look <laughs> at it and go, Oh, well, we haven't been doing that. We should yeah. do it. Because they're like, Oh, that right, that seems pretty good. That's persuasion. Right. Like, hey, look what these guys did. Look how impactful it is. Praise them. Instead of saying, Oh, you guys in Slambovia aren't yeah. you're not, you're not having get with the program, get losers. With the program. I'm gonna publicly shame you for your Failure to accelerate fast. Well, they ain't going to do it. No, they're going to dig they? in. Right. Do you know there's a couple places unnamed, right, where that's happened, where men have kind of dug in and they're doing their own thing. Now, they're still following five core principles, but they have no interest in hearing anything. I sure hope about it's not how they do it. because my leadership has been faulty. I don't I think so. But, but I think there were, there were people who probably told them along the way, it was like, you're not doing it right. And they were like, oh, really? Well, okay, we're still going to do it our way. Yeah. You know, rather than saying, man, I love what you guys are trying to do. I love right. it. You know, I mean, that, that you just look at, <clears throat> you look at your organization or your community or whatever you're right. leading and you say, where are the, who are the members of it who are, have initiated move in the right direction? Yeah. Okay. Praise them. Right. Yep. Hold out some carrots. Say, look at these guys. This is exactly what we yeah. need. Way to go. Yeah, we do it. You know, yeah. but I see so many members of governance doing the exact opposite saying, you know, ignoring, people that are doing well 
it's like taken for granted or whatever. And then, you know, like as I said, the governor of North Carolina last week saying, if you're not yeah, wearing you're, your mask, you're, you're selfish. selfish. Why not say, if you're wearing your mask, you're, you're, you're doing the right thing for your Yeah, and we really appreciate it. And we really appreciate it. Yeah. I think more people would be like, I, you know, I, I, I want to be appreciated. I just, yeah. and, and you and I have spoken about this uh, and maybe had slightly different conclusions, but like, I, I just think it because he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do. Right. So what I just said seems like leadership one-on-one to my, to me, and you might be out there disagreeing. I don't know, but it seems like leadership one-on-one to me to say, here's the, what I visualize as the end state. Right. Right. This is the advantage for the, for the group. Uh huh. Here's the pathway to get there. Right. Some people are on it. Those guys are doing really good. Yeah. Let's Those model this are, behavior. Come let's, on, let's guys. Let's model this behavior. Let's yeah. do that. Let's do that. Look at how much better life is right. over there. That's right. Yeah. Let's catch up to those guys. Right. You know? And that's if, not what's happening. And if you're at the six and you have your own reasons for whatever it is, encouraging you to pick up and, and try to, to conform with the behavior of the guys that are at the 12 because they're the because Because look at how much better their life is. Look how much, you know. Million, million reasons. Yeah. This is how my father-in-law, you know, got me to wear my seatbelt. I'm ready. I mean, I was, uh, I don't think you'll be real surprised to hear that I just <laughs> refused to wear a seatbelt. I wish I had a button that just said, gosh, no, really shocking. Yeah. <laughs> and I, the reason I refused to wear it, because all signs, you know, right. and tell you, telling you me have what to, to do. It's telling me I have to, I have to. I said, and uh, he just said, he's like, well, you realize you could be killed and you realize that, um, you realize that it's that th- this is um, something that I, that I do. He said he did it because I don't want to do it either. Right. He, but when I had my first child, he goes, "You realize?" Because I would always say, I would look up the statistics and say, uh-huh. "You know, I've got a one, you know, yeah, one, 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 one in a million chance." Right. It's like, is a one in a million chance? Is it? You, would you take a one in a million chance to leave your your daughter that just had a baby without right. a father? And suddenly you're like, mm, and I, said, I said no. Yeah. That was all. That was it. Right. That was it. Right. He just had to no, point to no amount of signs, no amount of tickets, no right. amount of nothing was right. going to move it. Right. Yeah. But he didn't call me selfish. <laughs> right. 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 He just pointed out that the risk I was taking, you know, of not being there for my own daughter. Yeah. You know, worth it. I don't know how much time you have to think as you hurdle through the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you have any time, like your neck's broken or whatever. Right. But I, if I had any time to think, I guess my last thought would be like, I just Oops. turned my daughter into a fatherless kid. Yeah. And uh, that was just the incentive that I needed to initiate movement to something ridiculously obvious that I should have been doing for years and years and years. But I just got tired of being dissuaded Yeah. in my mind, right? But that, and that's a, well, we, and we could have a whole other podcast just about that, right? Sure. But yeah. so- I guess the takeaway on this is if you want to be persuasive, right? You want to initiate movement amongst the followers towards an articulated advantage. The advantage is clear. People are clinging to the status quo for one reason or another. And we say right. in the book, status quo is a powerful draw, more powerful than we understand, right? Clearly. Right. Otherwise we wouldn't stay in it. So. You're not going to initiate movement if you call a guy a name. Nope. You're not going to initiate movement if you... Um, that's low-level compulsion, right? It's low-level compulsion. Yeah. You're not going to initiate movement if you don't um, recognize that a baby step is progress. Yeah. Like if you demand all or none. If you demand full 
agreement rather than recognize and praise micro movement towards the, towards the vision, yeah. towards the advantage, then you're not going to persuade anybody to do anything. In fact, what you'll do is just make enemies. Yeah. You'll, you'll, make, yeah. you'll make followers who will die before they do what you ask them to do just because of you, because of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will do anything they can to Any, cling. Anything, which is, you know, my gripe about the governor is because he's left it to the leaders and maybe that's the way it should be. He's left it to us as the leaders in, in our communities to, um, you know, to lead. Yeah, no, it's not. Because I he, mean, he, he should be doing it too, but that's regardless. But yes, I but, get what but, you're saying. But, you know, circling back, guy needs to join F3. Governor Cooper, you need to join F3. Yeah. Because I think he, I could think he could learn something. I mean, I know he could. And I think it would be helpful to you. Absolutely. And I sure as heck would rather uh follow than feel like i had to lead in areas that i don't feel competent to do so because i don't know anything about viruses and stuff no i can't wait to tag him on twitter with this uh, i'm not going to do that anymore well, i didn't say you oh <laughs> <laughs> oh just mean tag him yeah, as far ta as yeah. yeah just say like hey you know we All think right, so well, too and here it is well, in let's the use the last couple minutes over time because i want to yeah. take, take up what you yeah. just said um now what i just said is a lot of is supposed to it's rhetorical i've used some exaggeration to make a point um i don't believe that you can headlock a guy like that to f3 no 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 and i don't think yeah. you meant that but i want to no. be clear yeah it had to be a guy that knew him right that he's in proximity with yeah that knows him and they could say hey you're doing and this is the way no, you do it look you're doing a great job as governor uh -huh. you know it's, it's a hugely trying times it'd be hard for anybody you might be even better if you, you yeah. know, got in shape and yep. the way that made we, some friends uh, we and all talk that. about it all, uh, you know, in our, in our church, even as we say, Hey, look, let's, let's take all the good that you're already doing. Right. And see if we can't add a little to that. That's right. all. Right. Like, what, what if there was just a little bit more that would, you know, that right. make this even a little bit better for you. And that's who we yearn to be or should yearn to be here in F3 as leaders. Yeah. We should be looking at groups and saying, how can we help the leaders yeah. by being positive? I've been a little negative here, but I've done it to try to illustrate the well, point. But I don't. I think you were just pointing out negative things that were happening, but I don't think you were. Well, you know what? I'm not as a little negative. But fair. But I mean, I use it as a point to make. Yeah. And uh, if if I knew the guy, I probably would try. Oh, guarantee to, it. to encourage yeah. him. And when I said I was going to tag him mean, again, I'm not. No, I knew what you meant. violence. Or no, whatever, no, no, no. You know? I just wanted to. You know, uh, because I did, I did tag the guy. I know the reason it's been I would a while, do it, but I was, you know, I was aggravated. Um, yeah, but it wasn't about F three. No, 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 it wasn't about yeah. F three. No, I'm just saying, like, the reason I would do something like that would simply be to let him see the logo a couple more times, and then when he's driving through downtown Raleigh and he sees another sticker, and then he sees sure. another sticker, and then Maybe. pretty soon over time he goes, "What is this thing again?" Maybe. Who knows, right? I used but, to do that all the time when somebody in the media would write a story. It never turns into anything. Yeah, a story about, you know, like the crumbling of, you know, male companionship yeah. Yeah, and yeah. all this stuff. And, Nothing you know, a male obesity. And I would write, I just would tweet the guy, tweet back at the guy and go, great story. This thing exists, F3, take a look at it. Not a single time. I did never. that probably a thousand times. I'm sure. Not a single yeah. time because you, what's your last thing I say about persuasion, which I've said five times now, you can't persuade a guy outside of proximity anyway. 
right? It's tough enough. Not the that guys kind that of are in proximity. That's right. You're not yeah. going to headlock a guy on Twitter. I don't think. It could happen. Well, look, you know, we had guys kind of headlocked by like art of manliness you know, and stuff like you're that, right. right? So it is possible. You but I will say all this it's stuff. Not, no, 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 no. But yeah. it's not the ideal state. And those were guys that were, were looking anyway for something. Maybe so. Right. And so they were already on the track. So I think a cold, cold contact over something like a Twitter. Yeah, you're right. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Right. It's not going right. to happen. Right. right. But if you're already Particularly in it looks mode, like It looks like criticism anyway. Right. Right. Like, and I've noticed that. Like, in fact, I've. I uh, tweeted a handle, I don't know, a few weeks ago because this guy was saying something about manliness and this yeah. and that. I was like, oh my gosh, it sounds just like F3. And I wasn't trying to be a jerk. And he right. was like, hey, you promote your stuff in my feed again. I'm going to block you. And I was like, I saw that actually. Easy, tiger. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, yeah. <laughs> and I just wrote, I DM'd him and I was like, hey, don't, don't did let. He, did he respond? He did. He did. And positively. Okay. I said, don't let my idiot, a non understanding of how kind of, you know, quote unquote, Twitter works. Sure. Be, be the detriment for you checking out something that might help you. Hey, that's good, Frank. You like that? Huh? Well, it took a lot yeah. of maturity, man. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. So, but it was, uh, anyway, there we are. So what's the song this week? Doesn't matter. Hey, you do me a favor. <laughs> what? Ask me to do something good. Would you? Will you do something good? Radio face. I will. <laughs> <laughs> that was too long. It was. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about F3, leadership, or anything else, write to us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at at 43feetpodcast or find us on Facebook at 43feet. While you're there, give us a follow. Also, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate us, and write a review. It really does help others find us. Until next time, we'll be out here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front.